Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build your brand for a healthier planet. As always, I'm your host, Giles Smith. Now, as we know, authorities around the world are hard at work stamping out single-use plastics, especially within the food service and hospitality space. Reusable alternatives to things like coffee cups have exploded in usage and are a genuine alternative for the majority of times when you want to go and grab that caffeine fix. But what happens for spontaneous purchases? News in New South Wales recently was that the much vaunted compostable cups were going to be banned soon because they're starting to contaminate waste streams and they're causing just as many problems as they solve. Carrying reusable everything, while likely the most sustainable option, frankly just isn't that convenient. So if plastic is on the way out and coated paper and compostable items aren't all that crash hot, what other alternatives could there be? enter the concept of edible tableware. We're just starting to see the idea of this creep into Australia with a few brands doing edible cups, but my guest today, Maxim Gelman, is someone who's been pioneering this concept since back in 2015. His brand Strudels started with pasta-based straws, but now covers everything from plates to ice cream spoons. Whether or not the items actually get eaten, is almost beside the point. What I love most about Maxim and the brand Strudels is how he sees the brand's role in making sustainability more accessible to mainstream consumers, and that's something we really desperately need. So with that, let's start the show. Maxim Gelman, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's uh, very cool to have you here. It's so great to have another amazing entrepreneur from over in London. Uh, although it doesn't sound like you came from London, so we might get that into a minute. But I just, I love so much what you're working on because it solves some massive problems we have, I think, in the catering uh, and resources industry uh, pretty much worldwide. And so I love that. But let me not go off on a tangent immediately. <laughs> Maxim, please, can you, before yeah. we get into all the great stuff that you're doing, can you tell us a yeah. little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Maximo. I'm better known as Mr. Strudels. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you'll hear that uh, throughout the podcast as well. The brand is called Strudels Eco Tableware, uh, and basically, I'm trying to show how easy and fun sustainability can be. Uh, it's basically like. I'm trying to fight that whole doom and gloom image of sustainability that it's all not all bad like it's because uh, at the moment we get kind of hit with like um, images of dying animals polluted beaches uh, and it's literally all that like very doom and gloom and uh, it's a little bit of Uncle Sam mentality it's like you're bad you should be doing xyz you shouldn't be doing xyz um, and it's part and on top of that it's the the bit you only hear about like big changes happening let's say a stadium going fully green and an airline going fully green which kind of all leads to the fact that suddenly small change like the stereotype of small changes matters is not or like it's perceived as not true because you only hear about the big stuff and the small and so it's kind of almost like that dead end and like uh, it kill kills the whole the whole um face of it and the whole the whole tra trajectory of it um so that's kind of like what I don't like about the world. And so my mission is 
to change the face of sustainability and show how easy and fun it is. And um, basically, it's about like um, a lot of people doing sustainability imperfectly rather than a few doing it perfectly. And so, and so that's why I basically founded the company Strudels uh, Eco Tableware. Um, basically, we found a way to approach sustainability in a very different fashion through sustainability immersion, I call it. So it's not just now a big buzzword like carbon footprint, zero waste that like uh, people just throw around. No one really understands, especially the man Joe Blocks on the street doesn't really understand what it's all about. Whereas with sustainability immersion, it's about experiencing sustainability. And how do we do that? So I have a range of products uh, from like pasta straws, edible cups, edible spoons, edible plates, edible bowls. So it's a very different thing if you just read uh, some article or watch some video about a polluted beach and how you're so far away and you should do something versus you go get drunk. Uh, you have a pasta straw with your mates, you're definitely going to talk about it. Or you have an edible cup. So no, so what am I doing with that? So no matter how uh, drunk you are, probably that that's actually a correlation of like the more drunk, the more the more my message is going to sit. But like uh, jokes aside, like um, it's kind of like you're going to talk about the fact that you have a pasta straw, you have an edible cup. So in a group of six or eight, one are going to have a drink with a pasta straw. Everyone else is going to talk about it. So um, you're going to remember it. You're going to experience it. Plus, there are signs that by eating something, it's like very different synopsis are connected in your head. So again, what I'm what I'm doing with this is just creating a very powerful touch point and probably the most impactful touch point than any uh, like video or audio or print material can ever do. Um, and again, that's all you can ask for nowadays. So it's about creating that conscious consumer and creating that touch point, creating that seed. So it's literally like a plant seed. Uh, with some, it will grow in one year, two years, five years from now, and who knows. But then eventually something will hopefully change like a, like a behavior. So, um, but that's that's basically the angle. And that's what I'm doing. And the messaging is fun and happy. And I guess we'll talk about it later. But I have this little character called Mr. Strudel. So for, for those who obviously can't, can't see us, just check it out on strudels.co.uk. So it's about I'm trying to establish him as the symbol of this new sustainability. Because at the moment, what's there, if, if we're honest, there's like David Attenborough, there's Greta and that's about it. And um, I guess they are, if I, if I can be, can say that bluntly, like on the, on the extreme of that, like that, I guess a lot of like of the 99.9% .9 of people who care about sustainability, but don't want to change their lives or don't feel like changing their lives, don't really identify with. And obviously I'm targeting those 99.9% .9 of people because that's where the power lies and them doing small changes. And I'm offering them uncompromising changes. So i.e. you can still go get drunk, but do it sustainably. You can still eat your ice cream, but do it sustainably. And so this little character, he makes people smile. He puts emotions on people's faces. And so the idea is like to establish him as the symbol of sustainability. That let's say you go into a supermarket, you see products that are Mr. Strudel's approved. Directly, it gives you that, uh, well, that approval or that, that credibility that this is a product that is sustainable, as good as it gets. It's fun, it's uncompromising, and you don't need to change your life. So, I mean, I'm going on for ages already. So I think also, I guess we'll, we'll elaborate on it in a while. But I think that makes it clear that, like, my thing, it's all about having fun with sustainability. <laughs> uh, I, I love that so much. I, I, you know, just 
trying to decompress that that the uh, mental note is about 600 talking points that i want to <laughs> i want to go through we haven't got time for all of those so I'm, I'm like going oh my god where do i start uh i well i everything you just said is amazing by the way i love all of that you. stuff i mean you know we we talk a lot here uh, on the show even about the, the fact that the brands that are going to win not just in growing their own brands but also in influencing a more sustainable future are going to be those brands that show how easy it is for consumers mainstream consumers to get on board and just do things in a more mm. sustainable way and so your whole brand ethos is about that exactly yeah. and i just think that's such a powerful lesson to convey to everyone that's listening to this is that bringing in some fun bringing in some multi-generational appeal which is what mr strudels does and we will and we will come back to that because i have some things to ask about the characterization of that uh, in a little while but all of that is designed obviously to connect with to resonate with and to just Mm -hmm. bring down the barrier of sustainability which which for most people i think seems really hard unattainable painful scary uncertain what do i do and you've just encapsulated all that in a way that makes it simple for something that I would imagine that most people use in the way of, you know, essentially disposable cutlery bowls, cups, mm. drawers, if not every day, certainly multiple times a week. Yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely brilliant. So you mentioned it a couple of times, this concept of getting drunk, uh, you know, with with, <laughs> with a straw. And I'm assuming it's a straw you're talking about. Yeah, there, well, or the cup. Well, all the cup, I guess. No, I guess so. You could have Irish coffee or something, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So, so I guess your brand started with straws, and I've got, I've got this vision of you rocking up to a pasta factory in Italy and going, "Hey, you know macaroni, right? Just don't chop it up and make it so I can drink something out of it, and we're good." Like, how did you even start getting getting going with that? Because it seems, it seems in retrospect such an obvious thing to make straws out mm. of that i don't really understand why it hasn't been done before no it's funny that you i mean we haven't talked about it but like the fact that like what you said about this factory it's, it's actually well almost very close to that because basically yeah i did rock up so obviously you have to imagine this is italy they're all like whatever 20th generation of uh pasta makers and of and uh, at that point, they don't speak English until you pay the bill. Um, yeah, but like, right. it's basically, yeah, you, yeah, it was actually like that. I turn up and they're like, oh, yeah, and I can give you a spaghetti. You can drink milk from it. So it's almost like jo- they were joking about it until you pay the bill and until the volume increases. So unfortunately, uh, like w- w- what you were joking about was very close to the reality. So I mean, it was fun. I mean, now I laugh about it. It wasn't fun at that time. Uh, obviously so to convince them to do that um no i mean it's again how it started it's obviously so it's tubular pasta so i mean if if you go back to the history books i mean there's even like some 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 records that were like i don't know in the 1800s uh people were using it so it's kind of like i just got inspired by italians using it for fun um and i guess i just saw it's almost like that cartoon light bulb moment i just saw the bigger picture of it Mm. Um, and it's, I saw, I guess it was right mindset from, uh, and basically me being on, yeah, wanting to leave some proper impact with what I'll be doing next in my life. Um, and I guess that's why, I guess it's all just, just came together. And I just saw, yeah, that tubular pasta being used for fun. I saw how much impact it had on me. Cause again, I'm not an eco warrior. Uh, I'm, um, 
just want to continue living my life, but I want to make make a change or make the right choices. And I think it's just a combination of all those factors uh, and timing um, to like where, where I was in my life for it mm. to yeah and to result in strudel so i mean i recently even found like my drawings on uh creating the name so we we won't even go into it like what, what i was playing around on, on the name and stuff like that but it was it's cool we can auction off my my drawing of the first brief for the designer at some point you know i can i can see that you would have been doodling the strudling at the same yes. time uh to come to come to the name which i love and by the way i think it i love the way you've um You've turned it into a verb, uh, which, yes. which you know you've made it and into a adjective. brand. Right. And everything else. So there's right. the whole, I mean, again, I mean, we did this mini dictionary when I had a, like a few, like um, a few, a little bit more time. So, yeah, it's exactly. It's about like that whole language around it. So it's the, it's verb, adjective, whatever you want to do, adverb, whatever other grammatical terms they are. Yeah, it's about like, for example, like it's strudelifying it's strudelific you just basically take strudel and add it as a i think it's pre a prefix uh my english teacher will be happy um yeah so like strudely so there's a whole dictionary and it's about like exactly like when you use strudels as a product uh it's you're strudling no matter with what um and then obviously then it's a way to describe things again it's part of my tone of voice because at the end of the day we cracked i can confidently say i guess the tone of voice of delivering sustainability in a fun way to anyone from a two-year-old to uh, i don't know 65 year old ceo's leaving party yeah that makes 100 sense and you know just just looking at it obviously obviously you know going the the, the character itself which we are going to come to because i want to talk about it but <laughs> it is, is a straw um but then you, you didn't obviously settle on straws uh, as the only thing because no. you've actually expanded it out into you've got uh you know bowls you've got you've got edible spoons yeah. you've got you know cups and they're all made yeah. of different things so can you talk us a little bit uh, through the sort of the pr product creation process of of finding yeah. what materials work best and and figuring out how you could make all this stuff essentially out of edible components yeah um just quickly also so on per so this the guy was the again sorry i'm getting back to the character but like he he does or like intent initially he was the straw yes but now as the company has progressed and like from the beginning where i was called strudel's pasta straw and i was strudel's eco tableware like it's consciously people luckily don't see him just as a straw but he's mm. just a character full stop who has a body <laughs> in that yeah. sense which again was partly my i guess for those listening who probably struggling with similar issues it's like that was my little fear of like when i started it like how what's going to happen when i have more products because i don't need him to look like a straw um and so obviously naturally luckily no one like because you've kind of obviously looked into the brand and people who know me from the past see him as a straw but anyone looking at it today it's just a character full stop yeah. which is kind of it's almost like i i said myself to myself like i will cross that bridge when we get there is it is it you uh no it's not that that that's the, that's the other point so um the designer back then didn't he well he, he was basically um the brother of a friend of mine so he's never seen me uh oh, wow. well he might have looked at my linkedin uh but no the brief was just gonna have a um a, um, a pasta man with googly eyes so um and then i think even the elements like the hat uh, and the bow tie like that's all like that wasn't part of my brief 
So, I mean, I think now over time, yes, it is me. And especially, obviously, over time, I came to now at every activation. I wear a top hat. I mean, not a bow tie. Um, I have a yellow Santa costume uh, to uh, a hat because uh, it's, it's kind of I need a new one. Um, so I am obviously using that analogy, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, and, right. And in the, but I did. So my wife got me exactly the same glasses like uh, that, that I have now when, when they were basically not, not good anymore, just because I can't. It's now part of my image, yeah. um, which I guess that's also and gets like a challenge and not at the same time. But yeah, back to your question. So, I mean, look, I have a, a little bit um, of a different strategy. I guess it's probably worth elaborating. So um I am not an inventor as such. Like, so I've built a marketing engine. So what do I mean by that? So um, yes, I've introduced all those new products to the market, uh, but I've, I'm almost um, a little bit like a Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak scenario. So I've cracked, uh, like even, I mean, I guess we'll get to my personal background after, um, but like I've basically cracked a ton of voice um i've cracked i've obviously have the distribution channels i have the the angle so i've built a marketing and engine now fast forward four and a half years that allows me to push because let's say i'm talking to a sustainable buyer at, at a big hotel group and he's, he's buying my cup straws and whatnot so i can push him uh let's say i don't know uh, sustainable makeup hats um because I have a route to market now i have the credibility and 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 so basically what i'm doing i'm just looking globally for those eco innovations and then like yeah with inspiration in mind and then rolling it out and basically like incubating it into strudels um uh, with some white labeling with some co-branding and then rolling it out so so that's why um Yes, now I'm at a stage where I am developing my own products. We just launched uh, some kids um, activity boxes to get rid of plastic and kids uh, gifts and party bags as well. Um, I'm just about to launch kind of like um, a, a kind of my own R&D type facility. Uh, but be again, because I let's say I'm speaking to a hotel buyer and then they tell me, oh, don't you have I mean, I get approached with random stuff like don't you have sustainable balloon sticks and and and. So I'd be stupid not to kind of because because again I have the demand, i.e. slash I can I can sell things. So now I just need to develop that product, and that's almost the easy bit. So so that's why I think um, that my strategy is a little bit different. So yes, I'm um, I I've invented the the ideas and like the more branding. So that's why I'm building a brand. I'm building um, a licensing business not really a product business if if that right. makes sense and hence, and, and hence obviously like i am well i had to start i had to build myself credibility for four years in that food sector just because it's uh well the straws has been have been the poster child uh of the plastic uh problem so to say although right. again i founded the company way before all, the, all those trends um happened um but uh, now fast forward like all the products i'm looking at now are not in food anymore um and again going forward it's more about building that brand hence it's all like there's a lot of brand assets and the, uh that and that's the big value add how that's part of the premium that a catering company is paying yeah okay so interesting so okay so if i if i sort of unpack that a little bit uh you started the the, the core of it which was of course the straws but then correct you've essentially white labeled 
the the other things like your spoons, your bowls, cups, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, basically, I had the straws for the first. I think it's two and a half years, probably, uh, like roughly plus minus. Uh, and then exactly. So from day one, if you look at my initial material, I was like. Um, the straw is just the first product so basically i um i started with the straws because again that that was the, the first product but it's just my 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 first one so to say so i always but i needed to build myself credibility in the market um hence obviously again the big focus was on marketing over sales which is again retrospectively it was great i've done that but as you can imagine that's not the standard um angle for setting up a business it's normally sales first and marketing so again with me it was a conscious decision because i knew what i was building kind of fast forward now that i needed to put all my efforts in on marketing and um o- over sales so to say it was more yes strategic sales wins but marketing first um and then exactly and then i was kind of ready to expand the portfolio but then again for the sake of um uh i didn't want to deal with manufacturing uh i.e reducing r&d speed to market time to market which comes with its challenges yes hence obviously the whole brand building that needs to be strong enough um i then like exactly found and then white labeled or co-branded uh whatever there's uh depends on the products more products in the market uh but again I couldn't have done that without having had a strong brand. Yeah, and yeah. Ha- having had built myself a credibility with one product for, I was fortunate enough, a lot of like viral press. I mean, like, I guess even Australia, so anywhere your listeners are, um, like it just went viral at some point. So I think with that, I had the right foundation to do it. So yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very smart strategy. And, you know, essentially that that marketing engine that you built is, of course, the core of what we need to be able to connect these amazing products with the businesses that then, you know, give them to consumers. And I'm assuming from looking at the type of product that it is, I'm assuming that the bulk of your actual customers these days are in fact a business customers in some form, their restaurants, their, their retailers, their hotels, their stadiums, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Or, 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 or am I wrong with that? Is it, is it consumers? All of the above, which is partly my problem and blessing, like when, you know, when some companies say, oh, yeah, everyone's my target audience. Uh, In my case, it's unfortunately so, because it's anything from like a kid's birthday party for like a two year old uh, where you would buy it to then uh, you buy it in a consumer in a home setting and for your barbecue or as a gift for Secret Santa uh, for Christmas. Um, to just uh, yeah, you you're doing a dinner party, so that I have that consumer market plus then all the B two B, plus uh all the B two B two C because then I do sell into retailers who then resell the product. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean it's and almost I mean they well not daily but weekly now like we it's new market segments just pop up because someone decides to use the product in a new setting and you know there's like the niches are normally the one where that are most profitable 100 percent, yeah yeah absolutely and talking about i mean i suppose one of the interesting things about all this of course like we sort of touched on before was one of the greatest challenges with getting people the mainstream people to do things Mm. more sustainably is um, you know, it, it, there's this fear that it's it's it involves change, it involves yeah. compromise, it involves 
like making your life harder and of course this is essentially single use but just done in, a, in an entirely organic way yeah. and for those people who haven't connected the dots yet everything here is edible which means of course <laughs> that it's compostable which means yeah. that you know we're not having these things stuck in landfill or floating around the ocean yeah. because they get eaten by the wildlife and it's okay because it's Correct. essentially food. appetizer for the fish <laughs> right absolutely Fa- fantastic do you do you find that you have to provide additional resources as part of your marketing engine do you find you have to provide additional resources to the business buyers so that they know how to convey that same message to consumers it's more around the fact it's not educating that if the product is edible so, so it's less so about like what happens after but it's so i think the problem that my customers have is just like conveying to their their customer let's take a conference for example that um everyone suited up uh, that the cup is edible it just doesn't go into people's heads mm. so it's more like a point of sale material but funny enough at the point of dispensing not of on what happens after just because the 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 word combination edible cup doesn't well it just doesn't work in people's heads because they don't understand that it just yeah um blow i mean blows their mind um so it's more education on that side um i think the disposing bit ever like i th- yeah it's the is the easy bit it's just more education of the fact that it is actually edible that and it will hold your coffee do you think that the the edible bit? I mean, do you do you really see that as an expectation that customers, in whatever form, are going to actually eat the things, or do you see it more of as a, as a as an experiential point to inject a culture change? Uh, it depends on the different products. It's more like from a, but then the answer to that is more like some are more mouthful than others. So, for example, we have edible ice cream spoons. So likelihood, or like not likelihood, but you're going to eat them as very high because they're tiny. So that's even sometimes you have to give. The ice cream powers have to give two, one you eat with and one you eat. Um, same again, like there's a um, bar chain in the UK that does like a Jaffa cake cocktail in the edible cup. So again, because half your cocktail is absorbed in the walls, likelihood, especially if this is co- your cocktail number two or three, you actually do going to eat it. That's I mean, you got the crisp, munchies to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> crisp, crisp sales go down. Um, whereas then again, with the plate, it's also a different use case. So the plate is from wheat bran, for example. Um, so I, I guess probably worth mentioning to everyone. So most of the products are like, so it's not pasta. The pasta, the only the straws are pasta. Everything else is just basically gluten. Uh, so it's wheat in some form or another. There is some gluten-free products, but it's wheat in some form or another. So yeah, so the plates are from wheat bran, for example. So there the scenario is mainly uh, you chuck it on the ground and then whatever, it just goes into food waste, whatever, worm farms can eat it up. Um, so Again, it's a proper mouthful. It tastes like a Weetabix. So again, it's almost like Marmite. Some either you like it or you don't. Uh, kids love it. Adults, uh, it, it's it and miss. So again, there are the use cases anyways. Yes, it is edible, but the edible is more gimmicky. Um, so yeah, it depends on the products. Uh, but even again, it's about even if you just eat half my cup, I've still delivered my message. Mm. Because again, yeah. you've kind of experienced it. Um, because I think it's a combination of experience and the wow slash a high effect. Um, that I mean, yeah, you've been to a trade like my product is the one that you. I mean, I hear a lot. I mean, even like two years after I've saw someone, oh, I'm st- I still talk about your product. So again, the the my, that's why like the the problem that I have more um 
is I have to do a lot of education because I basically build a new category. You completely have built a new category. It's it, you know it's one of the things I love about this, and it's a it's a such a no brainer category. It's one of those moments where you where you see something and you go, I can't believe no one's really done this <laughs> at scale before. You know what I mean? I mean, I know that you yeah. you've essentially collated or curated a whole bunch of these products under the brand of strudels which makes yeah. sense but it, it's sort of you know it's so obvious in in hindsight and, and that's that's why i'm so excited about yeah. it i think i think it's absolutely brilliant you mentioned um a few questions ago that you'd spent most of your early days marketing rather than sales yeah. which is you know like it is truly it's an interest it's it it is not the classic way of doing things because most no. people most small brands need the money in the door right and so obviously that that worked for you but Given this is an education piece, uh, it probably makes sense mm. that you did it that way. What what techniques were you using through that marketing component, that awareness component that you thought were w- would be transferable maybe to any brand that's working in the sustainability space? I think probably my big angle why that helped me get where I got to is probably like partnerships and kind of again because I am limited on resource, so it's more it's mm. like by association almost. I mean, we were very fortunate with like the first ever giveaway we've done was with Pago Fruit Juice. Like, I mean, like, I think I think they are global. <laughs> uh, but again, it's just that that piece of by association. So someone gave you a stamp of approval. So I think my marketing stress, I mean, I have strategy consulting background. So the, the big thing is, uh, was for me was like, yeah, to secure sales, but strategic sales. So not, not necessarily about the volume, but like who they are. So right. for example, I don't know, it's like the most popular, I mean, again, I was very um, uh, lucky or it was great, great serendipity that I, uh, like my one of my first uh, trade customers was a bar here in London. That's it's like, well, they, we call it like industry bar. That's where I guess where all the industry goes, plus uh, everyone knows the, the founder and so on. So it's kind of, again, they, put the stamp of approval there and i think especially the catering industry it's uh it's like a little mafia so either um they like you or they don't um and so and i think now obviously four years on and like the seniority of conversations i'm having uh it's getting even more important of like who almost vouches for you yeah right so so but again it's a two-way street uh, in my case because I, me as a brand, and that's obviously that's the brand equity I've been trying to build for four years, and it's finally paying off. It's like people want to piggyback on me. Um, they want to so because I mean I tick a lot of boxes for all those corporates like fun, sustainable, blah blah blah. Um, so it's it's almost a, it's a two way street. Why like I can benefit of them and they can benefit of me in that sense, but like unfortunately in that world hence like marketing you kind of need that third party approval from someone and yeah. i think i was hence when i say marketing the big thing was obviously like um yeah the viral the press going viral that i can't control that's uh i was very fortunate that happened but everything else was strategically finding the right partners uh, that i work with who even like they have a sales force that I don't, i.e. Um, they can almost become my brand ambassadors because it's of interest for them to talk about it. Because if they say, oh, look, we're stocking strudels, suddenly it's a talking point over their competitors. Yeah. So 
it's it's kind of like um it's 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 a two-way street um and hence then their customer will remember them as well because uh, it's not just another gin or another blue roll that they kind of like pitching to them yeah totally and and that all makes sense you obviously got a really interesting angle it makes sense for them how did you correct what what was your initial pitch like you know because that you obviously it all comes down to that first 30 seconds of that conversation yeah. is whether someone slams the phone down and says this man's crazy uh, or hey yeah. this is really cool like how did you approach that I don't remember back then but I guess it was more I guess well partly you you can you can hear it in in the voice I think probably like the, the big thing again why without blowing my own horn but like at the end of the day it's that's why again yeah obviously this is probably some people think oh that's easy to copy um yeah the product might be easy to copy my personality isn't yeah and yeah. at the end of the day people are buying partly my yeah my marketing assets but again that whole especially catering it's a people's business um so uh, it's almost like it's like yeah i keep you around because it's all because i i like hanging out with you so again it's i think that that someone can't take away from you um or like that that's not not to copy and again that's uh again i guess because most founders are listening as as we all know like either you, like you have it so it's nothing again there's no textbook for it you can't learn it at school either you're passionate and it will come across and um so i think it's like if you ask about the 30 seconds it's partly like what 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 your voice sounds like hence i mean i normally prefer face-to-face where i can get a face-to-face meeting Mm. um i know it's different by country by country i'm in germany most businesses done on the phone um but um, well, I, and then I guess the fact it's a pasta straw makes people think because it's it's strange. So I think my it's I think your question is better, not not your thirty seconds, but like how do I get my emails to open? Right. So and then there my subject line is strange enough to get it to open. I think that's uh, the fact of a pasta straw. And again, what is my problem is in that case helping me because it's like when you're looking through hundreds of unread emails you're going to stumble upon that one because it's weird edible cup pasta straw so um so i think it's more like that that one your question is more geared i guess towards the print i.e sorry digital rather than the 30 second call uh because there are a i don't remember but i guess there it's more the voice i think the more difficult one is to get your email to open yeah i mean more broadly it's just how do you how do you make that initial connection and and get them to take that first step towards having an extended conversation with you whether it's phone yeah. call whether it's a cold call whether it's an email yeah, whether yeah. It's whatever whatever it is well i think it's the quirkiness of the product so i yeah. yes i mean it this this is transferable but then it isn't uh well, well no i think I, I guess well i guess every new product in some form is quirky. so i guess it's just like delivering that message so it makes you makes you think i think in my case it's just the combination of words plus uh again i was fortunate to have i guess a catchy name that makes people smile smile and things but obviously yeah and then putting that in, and then again for me it's easy i guess to put that into subject line where it's descriptive enough because i mean pasta straws says what it what it does right yeah. absolutely yeah yeah and so just one more question on on I, I guess the b2b side of things and particularly working with bigger brands do you i mean I, i'm gonna guess here that your mm. product is somewhat configurable in the sense that you could make runs with branded items or colored items to meet meet company brands is that something that you can do is it something that's been important for you um, everything's possible on volume, uh, like the yeah, cups, right. especially now. So, I mean, uh, yeah, some products can be branded, uh, like the cups have a sleeve that can be branded. So again, obviously we're getting into 
um, corporate gifting as well. So for example, like instead of giving a notebook or a pen, you can use my pasta straw sample packs. Those can be customizable. I think now that we have the kids products or like, sorry, let's call it eco gifts uh, because so we've now we've done an adult version. So also we have, for example, color changing lemonade. So it makes any clear drink. It's natural flowers that make any clear drink or uh, blue and then purple by adding lemon. Um, and then cake in a mug mix as well uh, with the chocolate spoon. So again, those are eco gifts that can be customized. But I think the 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 short answer is like at volume, everything yeah, is right. possible. Uh, what I had in my mind, I suppose, was you know, like I don't know, say the Sydney Swans Stadium or something here, right? You know, yeah. like you know, if, if it's the, the Swans home ground and they've got you know they've got um, beer cups and they've got you know Correct. food outlets and cutlery and all sorts of stuff, you you could in theory you know, make them all red and white if you wanted to, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, it will always be food color. Yeah, like we can't replicate Pantone probably. I mean, yeah, sure, on, sure. on a print on the edible cup, yeah, because it's paper uh, sleeve around it. But in general, yes, I mean, you you can color the product, but I guess it's always under the fact it's going to be food color. I, you can't replicate a Pantone. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, no, and that makes sense too. So amazing. You start with straws, you've expanded out to all sorts of other type of, uh, cutlery items plates bowls you, you've extended it further and, and mr strudels is taking on yeah. a life and, and a characterization of its own in terms of helping people find a greater connection in their own life with sustainability which is all brilliant what are you yeah. what are you super excited about for the next couple of years well i guess yeah as, as you as you say like the the life he will take because again obviously like i spent four years building the brand equity where now it's enough brand equity at my marketing material is interesting enough for big brands to adopt him as a symbol of their sustainability efforts. So I guess right. I'm excited just to see where this will go. Cause finally I'm starting to have those conversations uh, where I know like you just put your logo on his uh, hat and then suddenly he's your own, whatever, Mr. Hilton strudels or whatnot. Um, and I think, and that, that's why like, like, you know, like, um, in an in a CSR report that has boring white pages, it's one thing if you just read a white page or if there's Mr. Strudels with a speech bubble. So I guess like I'm I'm curious to see, or like I'm more most excited to see, like I guess because that that's my big vision and mission to develop him and anything as you say, like that he will convey. So like just where where he goes, and I guess I'm excited like at all the other products because I mean again. Partly, I guess, to the listeners, if anyone's listening, anyone has like great uh, sustainable products, I guess that's where it's of interest, like to happy to chat, to see like, again, because I can obviously and help with the distribution. That, so I guess I'm excited to see about my product portfolio because I mean, mo the most recent ones, it has grown through inbound. So it's not that I was out there looking, oh, let's do some kids products, uh, kids party bags. I was just, I, it was an approach uh, from the person that's now my business partner on that, on that side of the business. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess it's just like, yeah, seeing the life. Cause I mean, I've done almost like the, like we all founders know, I mean, the, like it's that trajectory. Like, I mean, the, I've done the dirty work now for four and a half years, like in terms of like, there is now, I, there is awareness. Uh, people know I'm still around kind of like you're there to stay. And it's now, well, it's almost like sitting it out <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. and like, yeah, continuing, continuing, just being persistent, hustling and continuing on the journey. 
Yeah. I mean, are you still mostly based in the UK or do you have global distribution already? Yeah. If you want to, whatever, however you define global, I am. Well, okay. Yeah, let, no, let, let's do, say, let's say international, <laughs> shall we, rather than global. Yeah. We, yeah international. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. do sell in other markets. Obviously like UK is the home market, but then again, like for example, North America is more, I have too much respect of the market uh, to just do it. Like, I mean, we have loads of people and like, it's uh, like always request, but like somewhere like North America, because I'm not going to, I don't want to do the same uh, learning curve, like in the UK, starting from, from the bottom up. So North America, if you enter that, you enter that with a big bang. Mm. So again, like, so, so it's more, I think, I'm more so yeah obviously in European markets yeah we do sell through distributors and that that's not a problem but I think the big volume markets I just have too much respect um we could have entered ages ago but like um I just well I guess I'm smarter four years on and I just like now want to replicate what I've learned on the UK market on the other markets and hence obviously like I've built most uh reputation in the uk hence obviously well it's it's tech it's just easier to now there's en enough to do in the uk even so so where do people right now where do they go from anywhere around the world where they might be listening where do they go to go and uh, test out your products and, and go and get some yeah i mean it's all on the website strudels.co.uk uh, and then obviously like uh you can email me to check where, where you are in the world where it's closed but i mean as you told me earlier there's a lot of like north american australian listeners unfortunately uh like they they can't get it anywhere uh, there so i guess whenever you come to the uk or in europe um but yeah again as i say like maybe if someone's listening they are interested or even they have products that would make sense in my portfolio with the strudels branding because obviously it can help accelerate um other people's brands um like yeah happy to to i mean it's info like maxim at strudels.co.uk and we're personal here so we don't need to give the general info at address so yeah it's maxim at strudels.co.uk or otherwise the website fantastic well maxim thanks so much for uh very effusively uh having a chat with us today obviously that is you know, you, you mentioned before that you, it was your character that got you in the in the door with a lot of these places. And that's so true. It's so true for every brand. It's, you know, all brand founders need to take that direct ownership of, of the of the sales and relationship building process, because ultimately mm. no one cares about your business as much as you do. And that always yeah. is going to come through. And, and so yeah. thank you so much for sharing your journey today. I love absolutely adore what you're creating uh not just because i think they're very smart products and obviously sustainable products but because i love the whole philosophy with the, how you see the storytelling elements of it and how you see this as being an essential uh part of the solution to moving our whole culture towards a more sustainable lifestyle so maxim thanks again it's been really fun no thanks for having me and thanks for giving me the platform to share and inspire people hopefully that's what we've done today uh, and just about yeah inspiring people to have fun with sustainability i think that's that's what has and hopefully changed people's perception of it okay back to jars again for my top takeouts and firstly let's just take a moment to reflect on the power of brands to influence change through strudels maxim has taken the time to develop an extraordinary brand personality that's fun engaging and accessible to multiple generations He's built a brand language off the back of that, which also serves to connect the innocuous actions like eating some ice cream or drinking a cocktail with making sustainable choices. And that makes the brand a very powerful vehicle to help reposition sustainability away from hardship, away from change and confusion, and more towards fun, 
easy and even conversational. To me, that is so, so powerful. Of course, none of that would be possible without marketing and actually being able to connect with the end consumer. And that's especially tricky to do when the dominant part of your revenue base is in B2B sales, like in Strudel's case. Early on, the critical strategy for Maxim was in building and leveraging partnerships and collaborations to reach and engage with the market. And it just so happens that we're gonna come back and explore that in more detail in next week's show. Lastly, a spoonful of harsh reality, especially for where we're at in the current market. It's great to have a strong brand story. It's great to have an unusual product that really solves problems, and especially great if that is also a conversation starter. But if you're looking for B2B sales, that's almost always relationship-based, and your personality as the founder, your energy and your enthusiasm is still your best sales asset. Maxim said directly that his early success was all based on selling his personality, and we heard a similar story from Michelle Smith back in episode 57. If you're a small brand and you're not leveraging your biggest asset to build relationships, now is a great time to get started. So I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Maxim. It's almost impossible not to end up with a smile on your face when listening to him talk. I'll be back again with you next week for more stories from the world of sustainable e-commerce. So until then, keep building your brand for a healthier planet.